0: Good morning, grinders. Welcome to the DFS Free Game Show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender H D, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Friday, Friday, August 19th. It's fighting Friday. We're fighting with each other. Sometimes we do fight with each other in the chat. Going over the uh the UFC 278. They're up to 278. I believe it's a pay-per-view. Uh slate. Ah, uh, tomorrow. So we'll be uh, covering uh, some of the DFS strategies involved here. If, even if you don't play MMA, like this is still good, uh, good strategic advice for uh, stuff like NFL showdown. Very small, like small amount of options because we got, we only have 24 fighters on uh, on tomorrow's slate. The, the Maverick Young fight is off uh, from what from what I've seen. I mean, we've been taking we took it off our projections uh because uh, miranda maverick reported that shanna young is in the hospital so uh so i assume that fight is off so so now we're down we're down to 12 we're down to 12 fights so we'll be going over some lineup construction especially for the large field uh contests where where duplication matters so uh so tune in for that uh we went over uh me uh mike Bo- mike h3 buddha and liam we went over all the fights on the MMA Premium Podcast, the Ground and Pound Podcast. Uh, we recorded last night. That should be up today for premium members. Same for the expert survey. Uh, obviously, you get all the projections and the lineup HQ and the ownership and everything uh, by signing up to to, a, to an MMA Premium Combo Premium Package. So do that by clicking on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. But give me those thummy thumbs. You know, the first thing in the morning. Give me those thummy thumbs in the morning. It makes it, makes it good. I got a Red Bull, but uh, you can't even see it. It goes to my green screen. Oh, I'm disappearing. Oh, okay. Uh, now, I prefer the thummy thumbs to the Red Bull. Wakes me up in the morning. Wataz is here with the four-minute advantage over Suki Singh. Getting here early. D-Fick, Matt Mears, Colton Fisher. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's Fighting Friday. Uh, this slate uh, features a lot of lopsided fights a lot of fights that are 3 to 1, 4 to 1, 5 to 1, 7 to 1 favorites. There's a like pretty much 7500 and below. I mentioned this on the premium podcast. Like once you get 7500 below, you're you're dumpster it's it's a dumpster dive down there and I think people are going to be afraid to play a lot of the guys. Maybe they'll play Leon Edwards cuz he's the main event underdog. So it's like I got five rounds. It's the main event. Oh, I'm going to be overowned. You know, stuff like that, but there's not many fighters with a great chance to win, uh, but the problem is, is that we may get a lot of high scores in the upper ends of the spectrum. So this could be a slate where not many dogs win, and if you get the if you get the dog that win wins, not even scores 100 points, just wins. Uh, they they have a good shot at making the optimal lineup because there, there's some dogs in like the mid range. Like people are going to try to make these mid range builds where you don't have to go below. 7,600, because you got these underdogs that are at least within, you know, a three to two chance, a two to three chance or whatever, right? Daniel Da Silva at 7,600, Jay Perrin at 7,700, Angelusa at 7,800, 7,900 is Wu Yanan, you got Jose Aldo there, but like, it's hard to build a lineup. Like we go here and we say, okay, let's say we don't want to build a lineup with anyone underneath 7,600. Right. If we just go by like median projections, like what what do these lineups look like? Okay, so if Ed, let's just run it. I mean this this is what this is what I do for research. So let's just let's just run these lineups. Let's just run. I'll just put up three hundred, and and we'll run it. Let's uh, we don't even have to set a salary floor. So if we leave if we leave at thirty at at seventy six hundred doesn't go below seventy five hundred, who are the fighters that are more likely to be in these lineups and who's not going to be in these lineups. Okay. Cause I, I think Edwards may be owned because people like playing the main event. Oh, I'm not going to play Usman. I'll play the main event underdog. Although I'm not sure Edwards scoring potential is all that great. He re- he doesn't wrestle. Usman's the one that wrestles. Edwards is not really a high volume striker. So like, I don't I, I, yes, all Edwards needs to do is win, but I, I it's very hard for me to see that Edwards wins a decision you know wins a 48 47 type of decision probably has to he probably has to get usman out and uh usman has not been gotten out in a in a long time so let's see with 300 lineups uh let's let's see what comes up right the uh, defix says there are a lot of highly favored fi- fighters on the slate okay so if you don't use anyone underneath uh daniel da silva so you don't use anyone that's like plus three hundred. I know San, Leonardo uh, Santos is plus two twenty down there. He may be a little. He may he made a little ownership there, but like all these, these are these are very, like look at this bill, like uh, Usman, Costa, Romanov Perrin, Yanon, De Silva. Like this is going to be duped. Like the all the all 200, 202 total ownership in our projections. So what? Who are we who are we getting a lot of? We're getting a lot of De Silva Perrin. Lucy you cuz you got to play some underdogs and they're 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 priced over there but who are you not we're not getting a lot of Tyson Pedro Amir Albazi right Romanov comes in next i mean naturally what ends up happening is that you get a lot of Usman so Usman is still here right we got we got still get a bunch of Usman or do we yeah 41% out of the 300 but Pedro it's 9500 Albazi is 9200 Right, it's hard to build lineups with Pedro in it that doesn't use a fighter that's under seventy six hundred. So let's, what do those lineups even look like? So here's the, here's the, what's the top Pedro lineup? Pedro Uzman, Marab, Perrin, Yanon DeSilva. Just throw this lineup out. This is gonna, this is gonna be duped, right? Because Uzman's gonna the main event favorite. Marab's gonna be more. These numbers are a little bit off. I think Uzman's gonna be closer to fifty percent. Marab's gonna be closer to forty percent. So like, I wouldn't even make these combinations. Right. Perrin Yanon De Silva. You don't have to use a fighter 7,500 or or under. But that's what the field is going to do. That I'm not saying these are bad lineups for like what's the most likely thing to happen, but you're not playing for the most likely. If you're going to split it 84 ways up top, you want you want lineups that are under five, under five dupes or or unique if possible, It spends 50,000 and has a, a popular combination of fighters. So even if we go to the I mean, even salary. It's hard to leave salary on the table when there's there's not that much win equity on the bottom of the salary range, so even leaving eight hundred on the table, you get Pedro Costa, Perinian, Lucid, de Silva, so four dogs in your lineup. I mean, even this, I'm not a big fan of because Costa is going to be extremely popular. Like that, that's re- that's really the, the the group that you should be building building away from. Like you really should be grouping out like Pedro Uzman, Costa, Marab. I would assume that would be the, then then on the, on the border would be Romanov would be on the border. AJ Fletcher may be on the border. Perrin, maybe you're throwing Perrin into that also. So like a group like this, like if you're building for large field, I could see making a group that's like Pedro, Usman, Costa, Marab, Perrin. And like, if you want to get somewhat non-duplicative, like, like max two. Of the five. Or max one, even. Like if you really don't want to you really want to avoid dupes. Right? I think in small field, maybe you could get away with three of these. Maybe. Even then I wouldn't even do it. Right? So if, if we if we if let's say we keep it down to three. Okay, let's let's run let's run a couple of lineups just to see. We keep it at max three and just I'll just stop it here. We keep it at max three. Get rid of this Pedro. Right, we get something like Uzman Costa Romanov Perrin Yan because Des- oh, we don't have we don't have all the other players in the player pool. Let's go let's get all the players back. We build a couple of lineups and we see with that group. So we're gonna get a lot more uh, Leon Edwards, obviously, because his median projection is gonna be high because he's gonna go five rounds. Right, so we get Pedro Costa, Woodson, Marab, Edwards, De Silva. Like this is still. Look at look how high ownership this is. Even this is too much. Like Pedro Costa, something like that. Da Silva, Edwards, Costa, Pedro, Marab, right? Let's take a look at is there an Usman lineup here? So here, here you go. This this is this is something that would be popular. Usman, Costa, Woodson, Fletcher, Perrin, Santos. Like these are duplicate these are gonna be over tens, over twenties, who knows? Right? So even this uh this max three, I don't even, I don't even that. I don't like let's see max two let's build some lineups let's go and let's just stop it here and let's see what we get all right let's 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 take a look at the uzman lineups all right so you go here if you do max two on there you get uzman costa woodson Arichi lang De silva santos so this is an this is a little bit better i still think at 50k this gets duplicated too much because you got uzman and costa together Right, here's Usman, Costa, Woodson, Richie Lang, Yanan, Figueiredo. It's a little bit better. But these Usman, Costa combos, ooh, maybe you separate those two out. There obviously are Usman, Costa lineups that you can play. because then, But you throw in, like if we take a look here, you throw in, you go Usman, Costa, Altamirano, Pudelova, Luke Rockhold, you know, like something like that. Well, no, you wouldn't play Rockhold with Costa, but you play like Luis Saldana, I mean, there are there are ways. So maybe Max one, you don't have to go as far down, but probably, probably this player group, Pedro, Uzman, Costa, Mirab, Perrin. Probably a two. Max two. And maybe you could even throw out Pedro. Because I think Pedro's gonna be lower on than people think. Because we ran that build, we ran that th- we ran 300 lineups. And didn't play a fighter that was under seventy six hundred, and it's really tough to get Pedro in there. So I think we, you know, we have his ownership at like fifty percent. I think he comes in more closer to like thirty five ish, maybe something like that. I mean, he's a humongous favorite. I mean, he's a not huge. I mean, minus seven fifty to win, but he's eighty one percent inside the distance, sixty eight percent in the first round. Right? This is quick win bonus potential. I mean, he he is the he is the highest. He's the highest likelihood of getting hundred plus points on the entire slate, but also realize on the slate, we have a lot of wrestlers. We have a lot of people that do wrestle, right? Pedro, Pedro can, I don't think he needs to. al wrestler. Uzman obviously could, he, he's known for takedowns. Romanoff, obviously takedown city. Jaron Gordon wrestles. Sean Woodson doesn't. Kostin doesn't. Elton somewhat. Richie Lang he could throw in a takedown AJ Fletcher is a mass wrestler obviously we got Marab he's DFS darling he could he, could, he could land double digit takedowns poodlelova can't so like I'm prioritizing like the wrestler on DFS the, the 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 grapplers always have the highest ceilings they can score points in so many ways and they don't rely on a knockout for 100 points because they can they, I mean Marab has gotten 150 points in a three round decision before so that's why like guys like Woodson, uh, Woodson, Putlova, Aldo, like no wrestling upside. And then we got a guy like Costa who has, you know, second highest chances of landing a knockout. But at this high ownership, like Costa really has a window of five minutes in order to, to get 100 points. Because against Luke Rockhold, maybe that does happen. I mean, this is like the dumb fight of the night, like between two meatheads. So who knows what's going to happen? Coast is not known as the smartest, smartest chicken in the hand or whatever, in the farm, in the coop or whatever. So he's a high variance fighter. So 50% of the field is going to roster a guy that has pretty much five minutes to knock the other guy out to get hundred points. Uh, unless there's multiple knockouts and multiple knockdowns and, you know, 150 significant strikes. I mean, that's possible. Like I'm, I'm more willing to be under on someone like that, on a knockout artist knockout artist styles I typically want to play when they're lower owned not higher owned right you you go against against the variance. so a high variance fighter you know you want to fade primarily when they're high owned and play when they're low owned so that's why if Costa's is going to be high owned probably going to be under i think that's a, you know and also he'll be more owned in, in smaller field and single entry stuff cuz i'd be less inclined to play him there but here on the bottom range, Rockhold, Saldana, Santos, Tibera, Edwards, Figueredo, Hunsucker. It's like, boy, boy, you don't got much to choose from when you look how, look how big these underdogs are. I think Edwards will be the, the in this range, I think you'll get Edwards one, Santos two, and then Huntsucker will be last on the list. But then it's like going to be like maybe 10%-ish ownership on the rest of them, 12%, something like that. Which one of them is going to win? Probably, most likely, none of them. But between Rockhold, Saldana, Tibora, Figueroa, Huntsman, one of them. All you need is one of them. If one of them win, it 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 unlocks builds where you could play Pedro, you could play Albazi, you could build a much different build than than kind of the rest of the field. They're not going to be building these barbell builds. They're going to be playing guys like De Silva, Perrin, Lusa, Yanan, Aldo, like somewhere in that range. So obviously the the, lev, the leverage plays are the, are the opponents of them. Pudilova, Arici Lang, Altamirano. Maybe not maybe not so much AJ Fletcher. I think AJ Fletcher will be more owned than Angelusa. So really in this in this kind of range maybe Angelusa is the is from an ownership perspective maybe a little bit better than Jay Perrin. Who I think is going to be very popular. I could see Jay Perrin being 38% owned there's like there's just no choices here. It's like, okay, he could wrestle. Is he's is near an even money. It's an even money matchup. Close enough, right? 55 45. Why not take a shot? But if he loses, I mean, playing, playing, playing a Richie Lang against him, especially when the money line odds compared to the price is not very good. That would be, that would be uh, the, the leverage play. Because once you get up to, like, Altamirano, 8,500, 8,600, you see this win percentages 62, 57, and then it jumps to Costa, 80, 80, 71, 79, 78, 83, 88. So, like, for the price, it's like, well, if I have 8,700 left, like, okay, I'm going to leave 100 on the table and play Victor Altamirano. It's like most people are just going to click on Costa. Right? Oh, I've, 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 uh, I've, uh, I have three hundred left, or whatever. It's like that. You're, you're you're playing you're playing Gordon or Woodson or Co- you're not playing Altamirano or Richie Lang. right? If you play, uh, oh, I have eighty four hundred. I'm going to play Fletcher, not Pudelova. Or I have eighty three hundred. I'll leave hundred on the table and play Marab instead of spending fifty k and playing Pudelova. Like there'll be a lot of that. Just looking at the combinations. So, like, I mean, what like we always do. Let's let's get rid of this group. So if we take a look because we see here on my uh, combo calculator, which I didn't update. I don't know what the field size is, but this is close enough, whatever. Like how many combinations of these fighters are, like of that group of fighters. So if we play Usman and Costa and Marab and Perrin, so we're talking about 30, based on our projections, thirty-six fifty-one. 3651. We're putting this in the combo calculator. 3651, 2733. 2733. The product ownership is 1.64%. There's a lot of lineups in a field size of like 32,000 or whatever. And we just run it to see how many combos of the last two spots can there possibly be? 59. 59 combinations of that. I mean, it's going to be way too high. 59 combinations right average dupes nine not as not as much not as much as I I thought it would be a little bit higher but still average dupes is not you're not going to be able to like average dupes now on the top end of the salary scale something like Romanov Santos maybe dupe 18 times 20 times on the bottom end of the salary scale here he here, like here's a 47-4 lineup Imagine playing this: Usman, Costa, Perrin, Dvalishvili, and then the two biggest underdogs, Figueroa, Hunsucker. This may be a unique lineup, so it's not just the common. Oh, I can't play the combination. Well, there are ways, but uh, the win equity of this is very low. I mean, 20, 2,600 on the table, right? If you if you leave money on the table, even if let's say an, if even if you leave a thousand on the table, now let's let's look at this, like Figueroa, Pudelova, like this will be unique probably you Saldana with a thousand on the table. Like you could probably play even with this combination, some of these types of lineups, but once you get to the, once you get to like 47 and above 49, seven and above, like you're, you're done right. Fletcher and De Silva in the last two spots. Wait, this is going to be duplicated too much. So there's still, even with these Usman, Costa, Marab, Perrin, there still are some lineups that are, that, I mean, are, Less duplicated. Doesn't mean that they're better lineups because, oh, they're unique, but they leave, but they have no inequity. So you can't just go by product ownership and number of combinations. That's why in this combo cal- calculator, this is like a blunt tool. I go average dupes, nine. Doesn't mean every lineup has nine dupes. Some may have 30 and some may have two. Some may be unique. So in the middle, based on the product ownership of this, this just gives you a little guideline. Grant Brown says underdog roulette. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm treating it. Roughly 15% that all fighters 7,500 and under lose. Right. But 85, then that means 85%. One of them wins. Right. Uh, Which one is it going to be? I have no idea. I'm just putting them on a wheel and spinning them around. Right. If you listen, if you listen to uh, when it comes out, the ground and pound podcast for premium members, I hope you're a premium member. Uh, the one I'm I'm most interested in, from from a a wrestling perspective, from a I, the 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 three there were three on the podcast that based not on numbers, that based on either leverage or on uh you know, pretty much all pretty, all three of the, are leverage plays, right? So one is one and and they're just hail marys like Luke Rockhold against Costa is dumb. He can swing wildly. And he's, he, 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 this fight could be a really dumb fight. These are two fighters that are not smart. They have, don't have very good fight IQ. Now, Rockhold is hasn't won a fight since 2017. He hasn't fought since 2019. Luke Rockhold, if this was seven years ago, may even be favored in this fight, but it's not. It's, it's 2022. Rockhold could come in and just get absolutely murked. Just done quick win bonus for Costa. I mean, like it could be, it could be that bad, but Costa's if Rockhold one good shot, Rockhold could wrestle like if Rockhold has any semblance of, uh, of, of skill left. Like, you know, Hey, Costa's high variance. You never know. Takes his back. Things happen in a fight. So I don't mind that very low ship. Rock's probably going to be around 10 ish percent owned. Something like that, maybe even less. is going to be like 50%. So look at the leverage there. If Rockhold wins. Not only do 50% of the loans just get knocked out because you've got a Costa loss, but you directly benefit from them. So you get even more, you get more relative value from it. So I'm looking at that. I'm, am I confident? No. You, none of these guys, 7,500 below, you should have any confidence in. The next one is Harry Hunsucker. I know that sounds like an insane but he, he he swings wildly. It's not like Tyson Pedro is 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 a world beater. But Hodensucker, all he used to do is he's he's a big guy. He's coming down from heavyweight. All he has to do is just hit him with one lucky shot. That's all it takes at that at that at that weight class. So you never know. At 6,700, he gets a win, he's probably gonna be optimal. He ain't gonna get a decision win, right? He's not he's not lasting 15 minutes. But most likely to land something, some weird shot. In the first round, it could happen. I mean, if his ownership's going to be like five to seven percent, like even just based on the on the betting lines, like on the betting lines, he's plus five twenty-five, the biggest underdog on the slate, but that's still a 16% implied probability. So let's say let's say you lower that. It would take out the Vig, and that's down to like 12%. Well, if this would be under 12% owned, well, be nine out of 10 times he loses. One out of 10 times he wins. But when he wins, you're gonna you're gonna win all the money. So why not take a shot if he's going to be like 5% on it? That, that's the only reason there. And then Marcin Tybura against Alexander Romanov. I think Romanov is going to be somewhat popular, probably in the mid-30s at 9,000. And we've seen Romanov kill people before. I mean, just take down, take down, take down, top, control, ground, and pound. But it's what's his strength of schedule? Romanov's been a huge favorite in like every fight. Now he's... Now, he's still a minus 370 favorite. He's still a huge favorite. He's most likely going to win this fight, right? And most likely with several takedowns. But I don't think Mark Tybura is as bad as people think he is. Against power strikers, sure. Yeah, he, he really doesn't have that much of a chin. But against uh, Romanov, is not, Romanov is looking to wrestle. Not necessarily looking to strike on the feet. So, like, outside of that, like, Tybura Tybur could outlast him. Why not? Tybura ain't a slouch on the ground. I mean, it's like, I don't think Tybura is that bad of a fighter. I think this line is a little too wide. Now, can Tybura score well? Probably not without a finish. But down in this range, I don't care about finishes. I mean, I, this this is the type of slate where we're, where we're counting down the, the fights until the first underdog wins. Like, the f- slate really does not start for who has the optimal until the first dog wins. And I'm talking about a dog that's like underneath like 7,800, right? Cause you can't really, you can't really build lineups with with your lowest fighter being like 7,800. So if like Lusa or Yunnan, like that's, yeah, that is a dog, but that doesn't unlock like Romanov, Uzman, Albazi, Pedro. It doesn't unlock like the top range. So really once someone 7,500 or below wins, that's kind of when the slate starts. And, may, hey, it may be one of these slates where no dog wins and the highest-scoring dog is, is the optimal line, Like some 52-point, you know, Daniel Da Silva. for some, Well, that fight's more likely to end in the first round than anything. But you never know. Leo, Santos has no gas tank. That's why it's like down here, it's like, oh, how do these fights even last? All right? Leon Edwards ends up with, uh, you know, 48 fantasy points in a five-round loss. 52 fantasy points. And then he's in an optimal lineup in there. There you go. There's no none of the dogs won or won enough. Like, Wu Yinan won in a decision with 72 points at 7,900. It's like, that's, that's still not even necessary. So it's one of those slates. But people are going to be scared about these 7,500 or below guys. So I'm going to be mixing them in. Right? I'm more likely to have, to make, I'm more likely to make a group that has at least one of these guys in it that every lineup has at least one guy 7,500 or below for the sake of uniqueness because people don't want to go down there. DFIC asks, makes sense to have a max total ownership cap or will you miss out on some builds that could still be unique? Yes, you'll miss out on plenty of builds that can still be unique because you could have a high oners- have a high ownership and spend 48-8 and leave 1,200 on the table and that lineup may only be duped once, twice, maybe. Maybe it's even unique, right? I mean, I could build a lineup that has a high total ownership, right? Let's say I build a Costa line, a Costa. Costa, Woodson, Marab, Perrin. Perrin's going to be popular. Edwards, Edwards, Leonardo Santos. Something like this. I mean, it leaves 2,200 on the table. Like, look, 208. Like, this is still, this is a, this is a unique lineup. Of course, it leaves 2,200 on the table. But I'm saying you still, if you just went by, oh, nothing over over 190, you'd you'd miss this lineup. Now, if there aren't many lineups to miss, maybe you want to do that anyway as a blunt tool. Like how many lineups over 200% total ownership is there? If you could barely find any, maybe just like, I don't even want to weed those out. Just eliminate them. Always use total ownership sum as a blunt tool. It's not precise. So if you 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 may be missing out on lineups that actually are unique, even though they are technically high-owned. It's just that that combination of fighters with the fact that you're leaving money on the table makes it much more unique. The Vogelman says, no love for the fake Figueredo. I don't have no love for anyone. Remember, I don't play DFS as like, I'm trying to predict the outcomes. I'm just trying to build be- lineups that have higher expected value than other lineups in the contest. That's it. That's all I'm looking to do. Adam Meisen says I have Hunsucker in too many lineups. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to curtail how many lineups I have Hunsucker. In. Like I like I said, I, I, I don't think it's nuts. Based on the ownership. Like if you tell me he's 15% owned, that's a different story. But he's probably going to be 5 to 7% owned. And he just has a better shot at just winning the fight than that. And most likely, if he wins the fight, it's probably going to be a finish. It's very hard for me to see Hunsucker going 15 minutes. So that's a, just an extra bonus. Is it a, is it someone that I'm jamming into 30% of my lineups because of that? No, it's a, it's a high variance YOLO that is plus EV, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be jamming that. I'm playing the 555. I 55. I have a ticket for that. He's not Hunsucker will not be in my 555 line. He could be, but it depends on how much money you want to invest in Hunsucker. Right. I, I, I I don't mind the, the the large field contest throwing them in, but probably I, I don't want I don't want half my volume on a slate being involved with huntsucker lineups. Truthfully, any of these guys under 5k, under 7,500. So, like from a total volume standpoint, I don't think I'm gonna have like an exorbitant amount of any single one of them. But I'll have them all. So maybe I have 10, maybe I have 10% Hunt 10% Figueiredo, 15% Edwards, 15% Tybora, 15% Santos, 15% Saldana, 15, 10% 10 to 15% of like all these guys, just all of them. Because one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If I have at least one in all of my lineups, that means that's like what? If I just have just one, that's like what? 13, uh, like 15, 16-ish percent average each. And then just hope. Like which one does it? Which one is the one that wins? And that's I, I have a lineup that's in combination of everyone else. That's how I'm approaching it. I I I don't know. I for leverage purposes, I lean towards Rockhold, Tibora and Soccer. But that, that doesn't make me comfortable. I mean, none of this, none of this is comfortable whatsoever. None of it is. So if any, if all three of those win, I didn't call it, right? I didn't. There's no call there. I'm not predicting anything. It's all based on who the other fighter is and if they're owned. That's it. Right? Edwards, obviously, Uzman's going to be owned, but Edwards is also going to be owned. Because people are going to be like, "Why? Well, I, well, I need someone. Let me take the main event underdog. So like is going to be owned, so Rockhold is leveraged. Romanov is going to be owned, so Tibora is at leverage. Pedro's going to be owned, so Hunsucker's leverage. Albazi's not going to be owned as much. He's still going to be owned, but not as much. Woodson's going to be owned, but not as much. Gordon's going to be owned, but not as much. So that's why I prefer the ones that are up against guys that are 30 plus, 35 plus percent owned. At least I get more relative value on those, on those fighters. So that's the reasoning behind it. I hope people got their prize picks in for this. There were three, there were three good ones. There were three goodies on prize picks. They're gone now. If you're, if you're waiting till Friday, to, to get your prize picks in on uh, on MMA, you're, you're, way, you're doing it wrong. right? People do it like an hour before the, the slate. Oh, you got any good prize picks? No. Why would I? This, the, the numbers have been up since Monday night. They're going to move. You got to get them before they move. That's the point. So there's no point in asking me now. So we go to prize picks. And if you do play on prize picks, get $100 deposit match bonus. Using the, the promo code grinders. But like I I, I on Prize Picks, I always I look at what I what I do is I look at lines since I, I'm not I'm not I'm not a handicapper. All I'm doing is looking at lines and comparing it to an existing market. So like significant strikes. There's no there's no sports book that has a significant strike market. There's no takedown market or fantasy score market. But there is a fight time market. obviously Miranda Maverick is going to be canceled. So like, oh, under 12. Yeah, because it's not going to happen. Like, no, that's a DNP. So what you do is if you're going to compare it to a different market, like what I do is I go to like fightodds.io. It gives you like all these lines. Like you can have scores at odds.com, but it just, it doesn't give you the prop lines. It just gives you the fight lines. So for instance, the three ones that I got, First, I got I got Pola Costa under 10 minutes. Okay, it's now it's seven and a half. So it's it's not good anymore. So how do you price this? So Costa, seven and a half minutes is what? One and a half rounds. So you can go to the Costa fight and take a look at the one and a half, the over the over under on the one and a half. So we go here and we see across the board, right? Minus 125 plus 105. You're looking for like minus 150. Minus 160 or above in order for you to be profitable on price picks, right? Minus 137, no Vig. That would be the the line right there. So you look and you're like, okay, there's no value now. The over one and a half is, you know, is about a 5248-ish no Vig. But I got it, I got it at 10. So it's like, well, 10 is is two rounds exactly. You have oh you have the two and a half round prop, you have the one and a half round prop. How do you price? The, just the two round. Well, look, fight doesn't does starts round two. Fight doesn't start round three. If the fight doesn't start round three, that means it was ended sometime in the second round. I don't know when in the first half or the second half of the round. So if we go there, fight doesn't start round three is minus one sixty five, minus one seventy, minus one seventy, which comes out to better than minus one thirty seven no vig, which means you should be taking it on prize picks. So that line was gone. That I mean, all these went up Monday night, Wednesday evening, they were done. They moved. See, look, you had all the time, you had a good 36 hours to get it in. And if you didn't, this is what you should be doing. So, like I have, I, I got Altamorano under 12 and a half. It's now down to 10. Because we go to the Altamorano fight, you go here, it was under 12 and a half, which is two and a half rounds. So you go to the Under two and a half, and you look at all the markets, minus 175, minus 194, minus 180, minus 180, which is better than minus 137, no VIG. Slam, under 12 and a half minutes. Well, now it's at at 10. So basically that means fight doesn't start round three. Fight doesn't start round three is around minus 145 with VIG. So it's going to end up being worse than minus 137, no VIG. So there's not much value on that anymore. It's a little bit closer to break even. Okay, another one I got was A.J. Fletcher over 12 and a half minutes. They took that off the board. Like that's not even on price picks anymore. But I looked at A.J. Fletcher over 12 and a half. What is that? That's two and a half rounds. So I'm going to find an existing market of A.J. Fletcher over, over under two and a half. Over two and a half across the board -185, -193, -175, -175, -180. Better than -137 no vig. Slam that. And obviously, the more people that slam it, price picks will move, just like any other sports book would do. And obviously the 12 and a half if they they can't move it any further, right? They they move it to what? The 14 point. They could have moved it to to goes the distance, but I think the goes the distance is too high as as well. AJ Fletcher goes the distance. Yeah, minus 155, minus yeah. So they just took it off. The the 14 point, if you if you saw uh if you see a AJ Fletcher 14.75, do the over on that, you'd get you get a small value by the over on that, but that's why they took it off the board. So I got all those in Monday night. And Tuesday, I was pairing it with some baseball stuff also. By Wednesday, they moved. A.J. Fletcher's gone, and Alta Morano and uh, Costa moved. You got to get him before. This is what you should be doing earlier in the week. Typically, it works the way of if, if you're going to be doing any prop betting, prop side stuff for MMA, you do that early, and the DFS stuff you do later. right? So it's like when, when you're in at, when, the day of, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, you should be doing DFS lineups. You shouldn't be betting on anything. The lines have already moved to be to more efficient than they should be. You, The whole point of sports betting and prop sites and all this type of stuff is to beat the number. You beat the number, the number moves in your favor, you get closing line value, you profit long-term. That's the name of the game. So coming here on Friday, I I know on Saturday, some, someone's going to, to, to mention me or tag me in our Discord. They got any good price picks? Like not anymore. Like, dude, you got to beat the number. The numbers aren't, you can't beat the numbers now. The numbers are efficient. Or or efficient enough that they can't, you can't win a minus 137 no Vic. You got to do this early. Let me tell you. You got to do it early. They, It's beatable. You just got to do it early. Yeah, Colton Fitcher says Victor at 12 and a half under was on the board for a while this week. Exactly. Defix says, do you ever do arbitrage between sides? Yes. If it's if the if the if the line if the line is wide enough, I will. Arbitrage or you middling. People call it middling. Or you could lock in, or you could lock. I mean, depending on what you uh what you do, uh, how that, like if you at one leg versus two legs, you could start locking in uh profit if you wanted to do arbitrage. That, but that's a little bit more of an advanced, advanced topic. Colton Fisher says, have you noticed soft lines on, on prize picks for Dana White Contender Series fighter? Yes. I've won money on that also. There aren't as many, mar- the markets for that aren't as, as uh, liquid though. So looking, looking at the line, you may not, you may not find a fight does not start round three line. You may not find one. A fight does not start. You, you'll, fi- you'll probably find the over under rounds, over two and a half, under two and a half, the one one and a half. You'll probably find those. It's hard to find all the other ones. You may find some inside the distance, but a UFC pay-per-view, you're going to, I mean, those lines come out even, you know, earlier than, you know, three weeks in advance. At least the money lines. The props may not come out until, until like Sunday or so. That's Saturday, Sunday, then Monday, you know, something like that. But yes, the Dana White Contender Series, absolutely. Especially when you can beat the move. Especially when there's not as much liquidity on prize picks for MMA. So for the fact that these numbers came out on Monday, Monday night, and they did not move until, like, early evening on Wednesday, shows you this time. Because I, I put plenty. I made plenty of cards that had those three props on it. And they didn't move. So it's like, uh, I don't know why they're not moving. Maybe they're going to move in the opposite direction of me. Maybe the, lines go, the, the sportsbook lines go in a different direction. I don't know. Then once once Wednesday evening came around, they moved uh, two and a half minutes in my direction. It's like I just locked that in. Like I'm I'm done. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do Paul Acosta under seven and a half. I already got him at under ten for as much money as I, I would have wanted to put on on him. So I'm done. Feel free to you do it. I get an extra two and a half minutes. Right? If he finishes him and if, if the fight finishes, I mean Acosta doesn't have to win. It's just a fight. Fight ends in the you know one minute to go in the second round. I win. You lose. I get an extra two and a half minutes. So that, that's the Prize Pick stuff. I, I just pointed out now. It doesn't does it help you now on this specific card? No, but I hope it helps you in the future. Right? We don't have a card next week, but the week after, it's like when the check Prize Picks Monday, Sunday. Just check all you have to do is check, and you go. Oh, my okay, MMA is out. Okay, let me go to the fight time ones and let me compare other markets to it. And this is what you can do with any sport on Prize Picks you could find a, 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 a market to go along with the props that are here, just compare it and, it. and if you could find minus 137, no VIG, then that's, there you go. You have a prop, you have a profitable part of a parlay, a fixed odds parlay on, on, on price picks. And if you're going to go there and use price picks, promo code grinders, right? It's all about expected value, beating the number. Very, very, everything it's same as DFS, right? You want, Hey, is this guy too cheap? Too expensive? Salary? It's the same thing. So you're, you're doing the same exact thing. So uh, there's no uh, questions in uh, in the YouTube chat. Got some of the MMA folks here. If you got any questions? Last minute before I know. I gotta I gotta kind of get a, get out of here. I got soccer stuff to do. So uh, give me those thumbs ups, give me the thummy thumbs on your way out the door, the thummy thumbs ups or downs, it doesn't matter. All all, all click all around. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got a big uh, baseball slate, MLB, later today. Grinders Live, 5 p.m. Eastern. Dean and the guys, they'll be covering the MLB slate, leading up to crunch time with Kevin Roth. There there may be uh, some rain issues in Texas. the Texas-Minnesota baseball game. I think uh, Roth will have an update for you on crunch time, leading you right up until lock. And that's all, all season. That's been free, presented by FanDuel. So that'll be on the channel later today. Obviously, go to the Scores and Odds YouTube channel for uh, for uh, Grant's live locks and everything, all the, the betting stuff that they do over there on that channel. And uh, and I will be I will be back on Monday, right? James McCool will be back. We keep on going this slog. It's MLB. We're close to NFL season. Once NFL season comes around, it'll be just pretty much NFL for a, a lot of the time. Everyone loves NFL fantasy. So, uh, so yeah, so I'll be back on Monday, Monday through Friday. I'm here 11 o'clock Eastern answering your DFS strategy questions on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com. <laughs>